From the Department of Surgery at the University of Wisconsin, welcome to The Surgery Set. I'm Jonathan Kohler, an assistant professor in pediatric surgery here in Madison, home of the Badgers. This is a podcast all about surgery and the individuals who are at the cutting edge of it, and we're glad you're here. Welcome to The Surgery Set. Before we get started, I wanted to tell you about something else I'm working on here at UW-Madison. Starting next week and continuing monthly through the summer, we're running a series of collaborative learning teleconferences called SPOTS, Safer Prescribing of Opioids After Trauma and Surgery. We've got a world-class group of speakers, but the best part is they won't be doing a huge amount of speaking. Each hour-long session will maybe have 15 or 20 minutes of a didactic slide presentation, followed by an open conversation between our speakers and our participants. There are sessions designed for just about every specialty that prescribes opioids for acute pain, so check it out and register for your free, yes free, CME credits at bit.ly slash uwspots. That's bit.ly slash uwspots. Now on with the show. Today I speak with pediatric surgeon Dr. Jessica Kandel. Dr. Kendall is the Surgeon-in-Chief at the University of Chicago Medicine Comer Children's Hospital, as well as Section Chief of Pediatric Surgery there, the Division Director of Pediatric Surgery at Advocate Children's, and the Vice Chair for Surgical Services at the University of Chicago. She is a titan in the world of pediatric surgery, and I was fortunate to have her as a mentor when I trained in pediatric surgery at the University of Chicago myself. I spoke with Dr. Kendall after she gave a talk here in Madison called Serendipity, Adventures in Translational Research. I hope you enjoy our discussion. One quick note, I'm a surgeon, not an audio engineer, and I had a setting wrong on the mic in my office when we did this interview, so apologies for the less than perfect sound quality. So Dr. Kendall, thank you so much for making the the trip up from Chicago. It is so great to see you again, and uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. This is actually my first time, not only in Madison, but in the state of Wisconsin. So um, I was... Uh, really fortunate. The day was beautiful yesterday, so I got to see the open fields and the trees that are still green. And when I arrived, the lake in the middle of town, it's, it's just a beautiful spot. The only capital on an isthmus is our claim to fame. I think it was a serendipitous event. Which brings us to the topic of, of what brought you up to Madison, which is talking about serendipity and, and how serendipity has played a role in your becoming sort of a, a titan in pediatric surgery. <laughs> I do not think of myself as a titan. I think um, instead that I'm somebody who had the good fortune to learn from a large series of errors. And um, one of the, I think the advantages of learning to embrace serendipity is learning that um, you can walk through a lot of, or walk into a lot of blind alleyways and unproductive pathways, but the habit of doing so leads you to walk down some really wonderful places that you uh, would not have predicted in advance. You talk about that as a, a metaphor. We should all try to take undiscovered paths. One of my favorite sayings, right, don't take the, the trail, right? Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. For you, this was actually something that was, was concrete. I mean, it wasn't just a metaphor. You actually took a different geographical route to sometimes achieve some of your scientific achievements? I think that is um, very astute. Um, For me, uh, geography and the path where I usually go was so palpable for many years because I took the subway uptown. And um, that 
uh, literally entrapped you in a tunnel. You had to get on in a certain place, get off at a certain place. And um, there was no communication underground because we didn't have Wi-Fi. And so I, you know, before this talk, you commented that um, we were all reading the newspaper. Yes, we were all reading the newspaper. And I think that's a, uh, a very good um, emblem of how the habits of your daily life send you places physically that insulate you from new experiences, from running into people that you don't see often, from new ideas. And varying that path just is something that is pretty, can be pretty simple to do and is pretty concrete, but can expose you to things that you didn't expect. Yeah, you talk about some tricks for scientific accomplishment include get off on the wrong floor of the elevator, yes. right? Take a different route to work. And th these are actually not my ideas. These are um, ideas that were uh, popularized by business thinkers uh, because these um, sort of trenches that habit digs us are common in any large organization and really in anybody's life. You know, we um, increase the efficiency with which we move through our world um, if we turn over a lot of the daily tasks to kind of routinized thinking where we don't have to do much. Um, and it is restful, um, but too much rest is actually probably not good for your powers of discovery. And um, they, do, they lead you to bypass things that might be really interesting and that might be new. Um, so as hard as it is to do, you should park somewhere different every day and you know, don't take the usual way to your office, take a different way. Um, see if you can eat lunch in a different place every day, assuming that you're not in the operating room. And um, as a surgeon, I think um, it is actually very useful as well as best care for your patient to read up on the operation that you're doing, even if it's something um, as routine as appendicitis, just to see what's new. Hmm. You know, give yourself a new lens on something that you may have done a thousand times before because uh, then you may end up doing it better. Yeah, you made the point in your talk that information overload is one of the real impediments to our ability to think about things in a new way, right? And it, since you started medical school, the information or the number of citations annually for pediatric surgery in PubMed has increased. Was it a hundredfold? It's a hundredfold. So part of it, I think, is um, part of it's junk because it's so much easier to write paper now that paper is actually not paper. But uh, I think some of it is really new information. And um, learning how to give yourself an opportunity to focus on small areas of it that are immediately relevant to what you're doing or what you're thinking about, that little habit of mind is very useful. I, I love having a cell phone for that reason because if we come up with topics, say during our weekly faculty meeting, and I haven't thought about them or I haven't um, looked at look them up recently, then I can do it right away. It's sort of a little tiny instant bite. That's one one way of navigating this vast sea of you know discovery. I love that idea of just you know before you do even your most typical case, right? But still, a case you've probably been doing the same way since you trained in it, right? Appendicitis, hernia repair. Just do a quick. Has anything come up in the literature in the past month or two, right? You don't have to stay on top of everything all the time, but using your operations to focus the work that you're doing to try to stay up to date with the current state of the art. And I think um, just to challenge yourself to continue thinking. So 
um, when you've done an operation many times, it's more likely that you'll do it safely, but maybe less likely that you'll be innovative around it, and um, maybe less likely that you'll be able to learn from, for example, a new fellow that you've recruited from another institution who's gonna show you how they do appendectomies. Um, because the chances are, even if you've been doing them for 25 years, you could probably still learn something. Yeah, that just being open to the possibility of new information sort of appearing unexpectedly, right? Exactly, exactly. It's actually sort of fairly exhausting to do that, to keep your eyes peeled and yourself ready for that. So you um, have to build in some habits. And one of the things that I had to learn to quell in myself was if somebody told me an idea that I thought immediately sounded stupid, I don't say that. I think to myself, is this something, is this a missed opportunity for me? What made this person excited about it? Why did it feel like an idea to them that they wanted to talk to me about? Most people who come to work in the buildings where I work want to take good care of patients. They want things to be better. And if they have an idea, there's going to be a nugget of value in it somewhere. And by simplifying my life and saying no and not considering it, I'm missing that opportunity. So I try always to see what the possibilities are and what other people suggest to me. That principle of chance favoring the prepared mind, mm -hmm. you have to constantly prepare your mind, right? Yes. To recognize those chance opportunities when they appear. I think one of the um, things that um, always I remember is that Dr. Fulpin's favorite mentees were the students because they asked the most innocent, you know, most naive questions and they made him think. And um, they were at the beginning of a very steep learning curve and so they had not been contaminated by all the expectations that people unconsciously transmit when they're teaching people about medicine. And so there were always sort of nuggets to be harvested uh, from those for him. So I, I remember that. I think um, he was an immensely patient man around that process, but also very thoughtful about discovery. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you again so much for coming up and joining us. And out there are a million opportunities. You just have to keep your mind open to seeing them. Well, it seems that you've gleaned the nuggets <laughs> to bring. Thank you so much. Thank you. Next time on The Surgery Set, we have a very special interview with Dr. Katherine Gast. Dr. Gast is the medical director of the UW Health Comprehensive Gender Services Program and one of very few plastic surgeons with fellowship training in Belgium in gender affirmation surgery. We talk about her groundbreaking work in gender affirming surgical care. See you in a couple weeks. The Surgery Set is a production of the Department of Surgery at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. This episode was produced by Chelsea Johnson and me, Jonathan Kohler. It was recorded by Chris Hansen and edited by Elizabeth DiNovella. Our theme song is On Wisconsin, arranged and produced by Jamie Schmidt. I encourage you to visit us at surgery.wisc.edu, where you can find links to Grand Rounds, free CME credits, and more. You can also check out the UW School of Medicine and Public Health video library for a wide range of medical education resources at videos.med.wisc.edu. In addition, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. And of course, you can follow us on social media. 
You can like our Facebook page and also find us on Twitter at Whisk Surgery. And I'm at J.E. Kohler, K-O-H-L-E-R. Please feel free to let us know how we're doing, rate and review us on your podcast app, and don't hesitate to let us know of any topics you'd like us to cover. Thanks, and we hope you check back soon. On Wisconsin.